And welcome to the episode of the Border Culture Podcast, Soccer Podcast, Bias, top later section of Black Culture and Soccer. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got me, Mark, up here. Got TK on the one, twos over here. Um, I, I tried to make this like a, a, a blue blue week, but then y'all don't even wear blue. Y'all don't, like. I was about to say, man, it's been a minute since I've been on. I know it's been a minute since TK's been on. So you have us on after we lose the cup final. Cool. All right. I see. I see what this is. About. I mean, you know, it, y'all, y'all are all up in the news. So no, I, I figure, you know, I, 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 I keep the keep the keep the thing going and and, and rock the uh, rock the blue. But then y'all, y'all rock the. The black and the red. If I knew, that, I would have made sure I wore, I wore the green so we so we can close out Black History Month outright. But mm-hmm. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> what else? And we can, we can do like a that chroma that chroma effect and, and <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, Man, it's possibilities. It's twenty twenty two. It's it's hard enough keeping keeping all the filters and all the effects going. Like we like we also, we're we're just a. We're just a fledgling enterprise, but you know we'll, 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 we'll figure that out. But um, but yeah, man, it's uh, been uh, a cool two weeks. Uh, of course, we tried to uh, get with you guys last week, and um, this things didn't work out. Of course, technically things still didn't work out because we were hoping to have uh, some guests uh, this week. But it's the beginning of the MLS season, so needless to say, things are hectic um, here stateside. But we'll. Uh, We'll recap uh, the first week of games and, uh, and and then some. Of course, over in Europe, some some there's some wild times in Europe right now. So we'll uh, be going over that. Of course, uh, with everything going on between Russia and Ukraine, and it's had a massive effect as far as uh, on the uh, game in Europe and and uh, worldwide. So we'll definitely uh, be um, be make sure to talk about that as well. But um, of course. Thank you guys for checking us out. And for the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audio Boom, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. I think I added another one a couple weeks ago. I, I, it's, it's, been, it's been a minute since I touched any of this. So, like, but yeah, wherever you can find us, make sure you do find us in the course on the FTC UTD YouTube channel. And, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's a new season with um, an MLS, baby. It's, uh, you know, it's. Uh, of course, I know Mark. He actually yeah, went up to uh, DC over the weekend to go check out Charlotte FC's first um, ever game against DC United. Of course, me, I went down to see the home team play Sporting Kansas City, which TK Flag has to make a comeback. Flag, Flag has to make a comeback. Like it's 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 it's, it's been so long. It's been agree. so so long. Uh, do, we, do we do we need to bring back the the old one? Do we need to bring up a bring a new one? Like what's what's you know, what are we gonna do? I, I think it would probably be best to go ahead and crest a new one. But Ooh. when we come back with the flag, we would certainly have to bring the old one. You know, it's got to hit home for uh, for everyone. He's like, oh, there it is again. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> the flag is back. The flag is back. The flag is back. Oh, the flag is back. I don't know why. That, like, outro, I have been thinking about like the, the the most random songs in my head uh, the past couple of weeks. Like, I was uh, I was 
I had like a Simply Irresistible by Robert Robert Palmer in my head, like on Sunday. Like it's just the weirdest thing. And of course, it's yeah. The things that go on in this, I I, I have my, my head <laughs> exposed this week, so you know I, I figured it was safe. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh you know getting back out there, getting out with with the people, uh, you know the homies that you you know it's it's just, it's on a community when you uh get involved with the uh, supporter culture uh wherever you are and like like in a lot of cases like you don't see each other during the off season so like when you see each other um like the first game of the season it's like almost like first day of school it's like oh mm-hmm. snap i got i i got i gotta come correct i gotta come fresh like ah mm-hmm. what's up how you feeling like it's uh it's cool, of course. I actually kept it real basic. I I, I wore um, one of my FTC shirts and uh, and a pair of Harachis that I honestly I'm about to throw away because let me tell you something. You you need the right shoes uh, when you out there bouncing and jumping and. and oh man, <laughs> that's one thing that I've learned, man. Yeah, I've been out there with like the shoes that are too heavy or the soles that mm-hmm. are too thin. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm I'm 32. So it's like I got to start thinking about like, OK, how long I'm going to be out? How long? How much am I going to be on my feet? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know if I don't plan it correctly, I'm going to be hurting later. You know, <laughs> so I feel you know. Yeah, like like the game was on Sunday and uh, is now it's Tuesday. And it, like my feet just started feeling better because like, yeah, Sunday and Monday, I was like, Mm-mm, like. If I could stay off my feet right now, I could. And I, I like, and I love my Hirachis, but the, but that particular pair, they just have never, they have never quite done me right when it comes to actually going to a game. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just getting too old. I'm, I'm about to bust out these avias, and that's like on my, like ungodly comfortable. Yeah. Like they are just amazing. And just for a day, I'm like, you know, like I'll, like everything from the ankles up is going to be dope as hell. But like. Like the, the shoes, they, they gotta be comfortable. It's just, it's just that simple. Exactly. But uh, but uh, but yeah. So like, when 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 can we at- anticipate uh, the TK comeback at, at games? Because yeah, like, uh, you know, we uh we, we we need the flag, we need we need the thundercat, we need all that. I the mean, people are asking. Yeah, I may have to allude to that a little bit later on, and when we touch on the two up and two down. Oh, okay. Suspense, a cliffhanger. Is, yes, we, we will. We'll, we'll t- Take it to the top, to the mountain. <laughs> but yeah, I'll bring you back. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, like it has uh, been the, the first week, week of games, season opener um, for um, for MLS. Uh, of course, the um, the home team uh, looking pretty good. Like all things considered, like I like for us too. We we had an injury uh, that, that that came and. We still managed to get two more goals after Arujo uh, got his um got his goal in, and and like because typically like when we when you lose in the past when we would have a player that go out uh, with injury like you um all of a sudden you'd be like okay like we're we're gonna just try to hold on but like right. we kept pressing we kept going and yeah we uh, we took it out uh three uh, one over uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, did you get a chance to watch um, on the the game, Mark? Yeah, I did. I mean, I missed parts of it, uh, but uh, I did catch most of it. Um, 
yeah, I mean, like, you know, I I think uh, so on the podcast uh, before the match, before the opening match, we predicted, and I mean, sorry, the the fan TV podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we predicted a, a draw because of the, the amount of players we were missing going into it, and mm-hmm. then you lose a Ruju. Uh, so, but overall, you know, first of all, you know, like we haven't always started well, right? Um, mm. and you know, I think we've had trouble translating that preseason form into the regular season. And mm-hmm. of course, like we've been in Champions League the last uh three seasons, and so not having to deal with that is good. Mm-hmm. This is the first home opener at the Benz, so this is actually the first home opener we've had on actually, yeah, weekend. actually, yeah, yeah, 2017, you know what I mean? So uh, so there's a lot going on, but um, yeah, I thought it was super encouraging, especially getting two goals before halftime, because uh, I think that's something LA United has struggled with is just scoring before halftime in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to 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 get that like insurance goal, but to also get it from a 17 year old, you know what I oh, mean? Baby. Like, we, oh, we have to talk about that because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 17-year-old Caleb Wiley uh, made his uh, MLS debut, his professional de- uh, debut with the uh, with the first team, and yeah, within 15 minutes he he uh, uh, got his first goal. Now, for those of y'all who have stuck with us for almost since the beginning, like we actually have a, a pretty uh, tight relationship. I was hoping to get Coach Tony on because like he actually has um, an even tighter relationship. So if you ever here in Atlanta, like there's a Pizza shop called Oz Pizza, and um, it's owned by a uh, black guy, uh, Chris Wiley, who um, like I think he has like two or three locations here in um, in Atlanta. And um, so like yeah, like his uh, his son is Caleb Wiley, and uh, he's uh, been progressing with the uh, U.S. Youth National Team. He's been progressing with uh, Atlanta United, and um, yeah, he made his debut on on Sunday, and yeah, he uh, he made uh, he made good on it, and like it's like between you have you have him you had Tyler Wolf who had a uh, who uh, was making his first start with United, with United I think and also George Campbell who of course uh, was made made his debut last year like to see that show of trust within our youth uh, was definitely huge that's something I've been advocating for since the very beginning with Tata like that's something that. Yeah, it's very exciting to see. Like, what you what you got, TK? Just that same thing, man. It's like we have we we put a whole emphasis on the academy and you know having these homegrown players and finding the best talent. So, I think it's time that we we open up the pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have been more like I'm pretty sure there's there's probably a video of me on on. Um, on FS1 of me uh, just celebrating and just like going absolutely insane when uh, when Caleb scored because like that's like that's that that you want to see is is having those kids that are that are from Atlanta and and able to get get the action and then and actually have have their moment like there's a um there's a video out on social media like I think we actually posted it on Instagram of of Caleb's dad and um, um when, when he scored it's like yo like that's that's a huge ass moment and I'm like that's that's something that you know like you you can't beat for for anything and just you know you're putting on for your city you're putting on for your club like that's just absolutely amazing and then 
just to kind of recap on on the game. Like I think for the most part, like it's definitely a very good starting starting point. I think that there were still some points of where we still had to kind of get greater chemistry and, and attack because there were a lot of times like where we had we were off to a good a good counter and then like you'd have a pass that goes behind who was going towards this like oh if he could just get it to the right place like we probably it probably could have been even even worse than three one and I'm just like of course that all that takes time because we were still integrated new players like Armada he he didn't play um on Sunday um and uh, Moreno came out came in off the bench to like yeah like and 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 then Dom Dwyer Dom Dwyer no. like yo like what did because he replaced Arujo he got injured and yeah. he uh he got a um, goal and and like that was his first goal with uh in like two years now for those of y'all who follow MLS and and, and soccer closely you you know that Dom Dwyer used to be married to. Uh, Sydney LaRue, and Ooh, they're going through right a, and they went through a divorce. And I was going to put it into two up and two down, but like I'm going to just make mention of this real quick because you know, anybody who knows me personally knows that I, I got a thing for me. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, and since the split, she's been looking absolutely incredible, she's been and glowing, but, but nobody's been talking about Dom, and I'm like. I think that, and the fact that this is his first goal in two years, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, maybe it's better off they they just went their separate ways and just hey, they're they're able to flourish on uh, on their own. Because yeah, like he he uh he came in and made made the most out of it, and I think that that's what you want to see with mm-hmm. um uh with guys that come off the benches that they, when they come in, they're they're ready to go and and they're able to contribute because. Needless to say, like we had two years of of Kubo and Dam, and I'm like, I'm so glad they're gone. Like, yeah, no idea. And, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, like those those moves had to be made, um, you know. And I'm I'm glad they did the down one. They left it kind of late, but they did finally. When they, when they, when I saw the news that they released them, I mean, like that's just the best thing for everyone involved. But <clears throat> you know, in terms of uh, in terms of what's his name, uh, Dwyer, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, of course, over the years, we've given them banter. And, like, for one, being a former Orlando City player, but for also, like, he's missed some sitters, dog. Like, he went yeah. definitely went through a rough patch. And so, but even with that, uh, you know, my thing was that he just, he wasn't done. You know what I mean? And so, okay, you sign him for a minimum salary. That's not even counting against the cap because of weird MLS rules. Like, uh, okay, cool, sure. You know, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll take you like if he's right, semi useful, right, right. and he is, you know, like because it's that too. Like, it's the runs, it's the overall work rate. It's somebody to play off Joseph. Like, that's one thing that, uh, I hope that we are we are addressing finally this season is just the uh, reliance on Joseph scoring because I think that Joseph has uh, more potential than that. You know, he had two assists in that yeah. game. That was unheard of. Like, like he was actually the facilitator. I'm like, like that's something like you would have never heard of uh, uh, in previous years. And like, just the fact that he was able to contribute like that, where, yeah, he didn't score on any of them, but like he had two two assists in them. And I think there's something that could happen with uh, with him and and Dwyer up front. It might not happen all the time, but just the fact that you have that in your pocket, it's like, yeah, that's something that I think that uh, 
that's some that's something that, that uh, they can um uh that could be useful to the team um, going forward. But um but yeah, like you had you had um uh Franco was out. Um of course we, we lost Bello. Uh shout out to uh 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 Goodman because mm-hmm. you know what? He's a scrappy white boy. I'll, I'll I'll say that much. Like he's scrappy. He 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 ain't the fastest mug out there. I, I can say that much. And and um, he got hot. Yeah, he got he got he got all the heart in the world. Cause yeah, like he, he was out there busting his ass. Cause I was like, you know what, Jim Rat. I fuck I fucks with him. I fucks with him. <laughs> you know, I will say though, especially with him spending a year on loan with Rebels, right? I feel like. Even throughout our history, even at our peak, we've always been missing a little bit of toughness, right? Yeah. Like scrappiness. And like I think our record, I, I think I'm correct in saying this, like our record versus uh big teams like throughout our history isn't that good, right? Yeah. Like we it's it's lopsided versus Toronto versus Red Bulls. It's not like great versus NYC, from what I remember, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. DC United, I think they have more wins than us. So it's just, and I just wonder, like maybe we do need that, like yeah, that like the scrappiness. Need that dog, and I'm like, yeah, like like he, like yeah, he's a type of guy. Like he has that that spunk and that drive. It's like he knows that, hey, I, I'm definitely not going to be the guy burning it down on 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 the flanks, but but still, like you know, once once he's near, around that ball, he, he's gonna, he's going to give you everything he got. And that's something that, like, like for what we, what we uh, gave out on on um, on on Sunday, I think that's a lot to be encouraged by. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we um, uh, we got uh, uh, Colorado uh, this weekend, and then of course uh, in two weeks we got Charlotte. And um, like I mentioned earlier, like you were actually up in. Um, up in DC this past weekend for Charlotte's first game against uh, DC United. Like, uh, like what, what was that in the vibe up there? Oh, the vibe was uh, super cool, man. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned before, like the Charlotte fans, you know, super welcoming. Uh, just excited for the game, you know what I mean? Like, it's been two years since the team was announced. So, um, real, real organic energy, you know, uh, hanging out with them before the game. Uh, they were loud in that stadium. Uh, you know, they definitely made their presence felt a little unlucky, I think, in terms of uh, how that game played out. Of course, they had a goal called back. Um, and then uh, DC had like, you know, a couple deflections. I think there was a controversial call that may have been missed as well. And so it's like Charlotte played well. You know, they looked like a team. I was impressed with, uh, I think, their chemistry and uh, th- the way they were organized in their pressing. Um but at the end of the day, they were down two nil at half, and they just never really got back into it. So, um, but you know, uh, I think yeah, they may have something uh, formidable there. At least a team that can challenge for a playoff spot. Um, of course, Atlanta plays them twice early in the season, and so you know, I wouldn't take them lightly. Yeah, yeah, I had a chance to watch the game myself on on Saturday, um, and yeah, like like the games, the goals that they gave up, it was like kind of like bam bam like like you they had an opportunity they didn't they didn't finish and then suddenly they gave up they gave up goals and i think that that's something that kind of comes with being an expansion team not largely playing with each other uh much at all um before on um, this year um 
So it, it, there's probably going to be some growing pains that come probably in the first uh, three or four months. And, you know, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we see them in two weeks. Um, and, and, and as a, as an announcement here, uh, we get to see them this week. We are actually up heading out up to Charlotte on uh, this weekend for Charlotte FC's first home game um, against uh, LA Galaxy. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, got a lot of good stuff uh, planned for not just um, this weekend, but also on next week's episode. We're probably going to go in, into that more detail at um, before we wrap up. But, uh, but yeah, we're absolutely looking forward to um, linking up with uh, the Mint City fam at, at like, I'm from North Carolina, and I'm like, I never, I never realized there was this Mint City thing until I actually moved down here. And I was like, oh, that, that's that's new. Okay, well, hey, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> but yeah, but it'll be me, uh, Mark, uh, Coach Tony, uh, Yogi might might make it a, a cameo uh, uh, while we're while we're there because because uh, he actually has season tickets because uh, his wife's actually from. Uh, that part of North Carolina. So, yeah, we're we're actually looking forward to making this trip. And then next week, uh, like I so said, we uh, we we uh, got some more stuff planned for next week's episode. But uh, how are you feeling about the trip, man? Because like, yeah, you you've been traveling a lot a lot with uh, uh, Charlotte. Who me? Yeah, you. Yeah. TK is busy. TK is busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I've been traveling with them a lot. I make one trip, and all of a sudden, I'm a like this pseudo Charlotte fan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like Pancake. Don't be like Pancake. <laughs> no, you know what's funny though? Like because I went to the game obviously on Saturday, right? And I'm going uh, this weekend, and then uh, they're coming to Atlanta after that. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. be there in person for the first three games. So I, I don't yeah, know, yeah, man. Yeah. They might be trying to steal me away. You know what? Like, like there, there's there's a part of me that's thinking, like, you know what? Like with all the footage that we're planning on getting, like, we actually probably would be better off just waiting until the game here in in a couple of weeks and just be like, just kind of just wrap it all up into one Ooh. one big big swoop and and uh, and do it that way. But yeah, like we said, we're looking forward to. Beating all Charlotte FC fans, and you know, get getting um, you know, some some um, some good content from um, from you guys. So yeah, definitely, of course, you'll be able to see us. Like, trust me, like I, I'm gonna make sure that you will. You'll be able to see us from my like, like who's the black guys? Oh, it's them, it's them, it's them. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like, uh, did you guys get a chance to catch any other games? Of course, there's a couple games on national TV. I think they had uh, uh, Timbers and Revs. They had a. Uh, LA Galaxy and NYCFC. Um, I think there's um, there's another one in between our game and the LA game on Sunday. Like which game? Who did y'all check out? I'm trying to think. I I don't know if I actually sat down and watched any other game. Um, of course, you know there's that Cup final Sunday morning that took up a lot of my time and energy. So a little bit, a little bit, little bit. <laughs> uh, but keeping it MLS. Um, I will say the Nashville results. Uh, very impressed by that. Of course, uh, is this? I believe this is maybe their first season uh, in the West, uh, like fully. I think because originally they were going to be in the West, right? And then COVID hit, and you know everything was moved around and so on. So, uh, but I am curious to see how they uh, how they do in the Western Conference because I think they're a good outfit. 
you know like yeah. i think as a franchise like they've done they've done it correctly you know and they, they spent all that money on walker zimmerman and you know we kind of wondered would that be worth it and now we're looking at lafc like mm, look like you fumbled that you know so yeah now, now granted lafc as you um, have a, a pretty good turnout against colorado they uh they won three nil with uh i think it was a hat trick from uh, carlos vela and um yeah they um they held things down but yeah yeah, Nashville going out to Seattle, winning one nil, uh, and uh, of course, because Seattle's typically, yeah, they're usually money for their home opener, and sort of lose in um, in that fashion um, was definitely a, a bit of surprise. Uh, I, I, know, I think you were out of town, Tika. Did you uh, happen to catch any games? Yeah, I came back in town, um, cut the Cup final, um, and that was interesting. Um, oh, we'll get to that. Oh, trust me on that. And then um, I watched Atlanta play. I also saw who was it? Um, uh, Chicharito. I saw Chicharito before mm-hmm. the, the the last bit of that game. There. Um, who's the team that lost? Um, uh, New York. I saw that. I saw New York lose. Um, I think that was it as far as Sunday is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, I happened to catch a little bit of uh, the Houston RSL game, which was like a nil-nil tie. Um, I caught a little bit of uh, Philly and Minnesota, which was like the, the very first game um, to open the season. They ended up in a one-one draw. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I heard about uh, Austin smacking up Cincinnati five-nil, which um, kind of has an indirect tie to us because. Um, our backup keeper for the back, from the first five years, Alec Can, he's now Cincinnati's um, starting keeper, and yeah, that uh, yeah, that first game ain't, ain't, ain't go too well for him. So, um, but like Cincinnati, Cincinnati needs a, uh, needs a whole lot of work. And and uh, do you think yeah. Connell turned good? One question. Um. I don't know if Cincinnati has that kind of time to wait because obviously they're they're trying to maintain that fan base and make sure that that you know people stay invested in the Cincinnati. And right. if you if you're getting smoked five nil, that doesn't help out. That doesn't have a cause. It just doesn't. So it really doesn't. I uh, I mean I didn't see any of the goals. You know, I'm typically. Uh, hesitant to blame goalkeepers, especially on a team like Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it's like, it's that, you know, like if you're um, like, I would say he's always been a quality backup. Right. But if you're moving into a starting role, that's uh, really getting tossed into the fire. So, um, you know, like I have no, as, especially as a Decatur native, uh, meaning Khan, not me, but uh, I live in Decatur now and, you know, he's from Decatur. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I want to see him do well, but oh, man, Cincinnati is just such a dumpster fire. Like, how are you the worst team in the league three years running in a league that purports parody? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's hard work and uh, it's something that, there's just a lot, a lot that they they have to work on, and hopefully that's something that, you know, in the next year or two they can finally begin to address. I mean, they opened up the stadium last year, so, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later they can 
uh, turn things around to where they're at least competitive because it's not like because uh, Austin, this is now their second year, so it's not like they're um, that far off from what uh, Cincinnati was doing. And like I said, they were able to, to get five on them. So right. we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. Of course, this week uh, we got, like I said, we, the uh, Charlotte game against uh, LA Galaxy, the home team. We play Colorado. Um, I look at some games that, that might be of interest. Um, let's see, we got Toronto and Red Bulls. Uh, mm, uh, <clears throat> LAFC in Portland is on is on Sunday, so that that's probably going to be a good one. But um, but yeah, yeah, like you know, like what? Let us know what what games that you guys are, are checking out uh, this weekend, whether it be at the stadium or in the bars or at home. Let us let us know what you're checking out. Um, uh, tag us at FTC UTD. Let us let us know what's good. But um, yeah, on the uh, on the uh, actually no, before we uh, get up on that, um, just a uh, like I had so much fun doing this last week. I need I need to do a quick plug. Um, of course, uh, as part of the Cultureverse um, uh, uh, with Two Cents FC, I actually had the opportunity of checking out of actually uh, emceeing. Um, their annual kit ratings episode um, for all the uh, new MLS kits. Um, and got a chance to kick it with uh, some people I've been really big fans of on socials. Uh, uh, Jessica Black, uh, she works with LAFC. And then uh, the homies at Wavy Footy. Like, I, that's like, they're guys like I've, I've been one to, to link up with for a long time. And just, uh, yeah, we went through all the new kits. Um, I, I gave uh, my two cents, uh, no pun intended, on on all the uh, all the all the new kids. Uh, what uh, from what y'all have seen so far? Like like what kids are y'all liking? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say I do like the Portland kid. Um, I well, know you like, the, you like the pink. You like the pink. I like the pink. I know it's kind of given tablecloth, but. Um, <laughs> but i i like it i like it uh you know because it's just different like that's the thing because i know you agree with me on this just uh some of the the palettes we get in mls are just so basic you know what i mean like i mean the fact that we only had one uh new white kit and it's, right and it's for the one team who actually does wear white at home i'm like yo bra- bravo mls bravo <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think that maybe they they've been uh, listening to us. It's uh, I, I there seems to be. Of course, there's always like a theme, right? So, uh, got some uh, like teal slash mint, you know, slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, I guess LAFC's kit isn't bad, especially for like a kit that's supposed to be like solid black. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can see the pattern in it. Yeah. Um and I always like that colorway. Um see is that Montreal's kit? It's okay. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, yeah, so, kind of yeah. yeah. You can tell that MLS loves us from Arsenal. I think which I think it was yes. Montreal. <laughs> I think it was NYCFC, uh obviously Charlotte, Charlotte FC uh with their home mm-hmm. kit. And I want to say there was one other kit that um that definitely has some um, some Arsenal vibes, but uh, but yeah, like it's it's kind of funny. Like like if it wasn't pastels, it was Arsenal. Like it, it's absolutely hilarious. So which um, 
Were there any that kind of stood out with you, TK? Yeah. Pardon me. I am a fan of the the Inter Miami kit. Really? No, Bang. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> oh, you had me going. You had me going in the first half, bro. Oh man. The collar, maybe I guess, but. Uh, cost for justice we'll, always we'll, we'll touch on that later i could tell you the ones i don't like actually uh, which, which ones um, which the ones, ones i don't like um orlando freaking new york city and probably <laughs> probably miami uh minus the collar um mm -hmm. but actually maybe seattle yeah that's a I mean, I yeah know. seattle like that's like that one just checks so it's like a little German. yeah that was just not quite working for me and like of course yeah. we uh we have uh very historical takes on the Zulily logo. Just like, yeah, like, like I'm actually because the the buzz with Seattle right now is that they're coming up on their 50th anniversary in, in two years, in uh, 2024. So like they're opening up a new training facility in two years, and they're probably going to be doing some type of redesign in two years. And I'm like, yeah, we gotta fix that green somehow because it's 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 not as it's it's just not bold. It's just kind of just damp and mossy and it's, I don't want to say stank but it's kind of stank but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah like I'm I'm kind of curious as far as like if that's the direction they end up going like what they end up uh trying to do but um but yeah like for for those of y'all who haven't watched it like towards make sure you watch it because yeah like it like, I could tell you that I could, I, without spoiling too much, I at least want to go into things real quick. Um, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to save it for two up or two down. So let, let, I give, give, give you all something to to work towards. Because, yeah, like, I, I, there were definitely some strong views on, on a couple of kids. And I'm going to, I'll, I'll go into more detail on that. But, yeah, on the flip side, uh, we're going to go into, again, all the madness that's, um, that Russia has kind of caused on, on Europe. And uh, and also one of our own uh, a second chance in, in, in England of all places. So uh, stick with us. We're gonna work from two cents, and we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to episode thirty-seven of Shea Butter FC a podcast by, for, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your hosts, Sky and Sills. This week, we recap the She Believes Cup and our time in Carson, California to watch the matches as media members. Next, we recap some of the other international competitions in women's soccer. Then we bring back our Shea Butter Superlatives to highlight the success of Black players in WOSO over the international break. And finally, we bring you our hits and riffs and rants and raves of the week. As always, please rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SBFC underscore podcast. Lastly, please check out our website, www.SheaButterFC.com for some of our latest and exclusive content. Until next time, we'll see you when we see you. And we're back. Yeah. Um, um, 
wanted to um, give a quick shout out to uh, Jesse Marsh, who shockingly, I, I, I would say, um, has has rebounded from the debacle earlier this season at RB Leipzig and um, has managed to uh, get hired at Leeds United. Uh, they uh, last week fired their, I don't want to say long time, but like, I guess, like, is three years a long time in, in England? If you if you last three years? Is that a long time? That's the pivot into a long-term career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a manager. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, like, he, he's a... Uh, the coach who got Leeds uh, promoted to back to the Premier League for the first time in 17 years. Uh, they, they did all right last year, but like this year, they've been struggling, like hovering over the relegation zone. And they've lost like eight of the last 11. And they decided to part ways with uh, Marcelo. And just when you when you wanted to hate Leeds again, you know what? Let's go hire Jesse Marsh. And I'm like, y'all keep hiring these coaches that I actually like. And like this. Like this is not helping the cause, but uh, but yeah, he's uh taking over this week um as as their new head coach. Um, uh, were y'all surprised that he, that he um got this opportunity? And like, how y'all feeling about his chances? Um, yes, yeah, I guess I am. Um, <clears throat> I'm not totally shocked. Uh, cause it's like you can kind of see, I guess, when you look through the timeline of his career, how his mm-hmm. reputation has grown a little bit. Uh, you know, especially since leaving um, uh, MLS, right? But you know, it's all it's all been within the Red Bull system. So, okay, like for example, uh, you know, after doing the assistant coach thing at uh, at Leipzig, he goes to Salzburg, mm-hmm. um, and two seasons there. Okay, and yeah, yes, they were successful in that they won the league. Uh, but Salzburg has won the league, like eight years running now, you know? So like, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, I'm not too well versed on like the whole Red Bull thing, but Mm -hmm. they have like kind of, it does appear that they've kind of just used their, um, their resources to kind of make that league, you know, non-competitive, at least to a degree, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they've, they've managed to take it over. So, but in any case, like, you know, so it's like, I think you have to contextualize his success there with that. And he was a disaster at Leipzig this season. And the thing is, like, and people, you know, want to throw out the caveats for him that, uh, you know, whatever players at Leipzig sold, but that's not unusual for them. Like, they sold Werner in the past. Uh, they sold... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Obamacano, yeah, yeah, Obamacano, right, 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 and Kanate and so on. He left those, they left this season, but still, you know, it's one of those things like Leipzig because of that, you know, what they have built there, right? Their whole uh system, like Mm. they always typically have players coming through, and so, like, to me, like, they never should have been as bad as they were, like, even if they were okay, hovering. Uh, around the Champions League spots or something like that, but they were not good at all. Um, and then, like, I felt like I would have liked to see have seen Salzburg be a little more competitive uh, mm-hmm. versus the bigger teams or, like, you know, in the Champions League under Marsh. So, like, for example, Salzburg this season is 1-1 with Bayern going into the second leg, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like Marsh wasn't really didn't really have him that close versus the bigger team. So I just I don't know, you know. So and then you know with him going to Leeds, Leeds are in the thick of the relegation race, and so it's like, mm -hmm. is he? going to be able like he there are going to be limits to what he can uh sort of implement in terms of his style and system right like especially considering that you're already past the the winter transfer window so like basically yes. you 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 got what you got right now and mm -hmm. I, the, the job right now is basically you know stay above the drop and 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 figure out a way to uh the to stay up you know I'm hoping that because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, with just how American coaches are viewed, period, in, in Europe. That I'm hoping that that he does kind of get he doesn't get dogged out like like Bob Bradley did at Swansea, mm -hmm. and and they don't and they don't take him seriously as because because he's American. Because again, you're trying to avoid the drop, so um, mm -hmm. you you don't really have have the time to. Uh, you know, dog this guy out because it's March. It's just, you, ba you basically got like two and a half months left. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's basically like either you, either this is gonna work or y'all gonna get relegated. Uh, what are your thoughts, TK? I think they get relegated. I think they brought him in knowing that they're gonna get relegated. I don't think that they're expecting him to work miracles. If that was the case, that they probably should have kept Bielsa on for the rest of the remainder of the year. But he's mm -hmm. kind of such a hard ass that they probably already were, you know, clashing heads. Yeah, from what I heard, like they were already they were already planning on letting him uh, moving on in the summer. And like I said, the the, the the street that they were on lately kind of just said like, you know what, we got to go ahead and cut bait. Yeah, it's like uh, like the Mourinho. It would have been nice to have gotten to the end of that year, um, mm -hmm. still as the manager, and then just kind of like clean cut it there. But I guess the in, in Chelsea speak, it's unpalpable or unpalpable. Yeah, I I think that that was kind of the plan. Like you know, whoever's in charge over in Leeds, they probably have seen his work and, and feel that he could take that team in a championship level and do something positive um, yeah yeah like I, I was um i was chatting about this on um on twitter um over the weekend and i think my preface would have been go ahead and get relegated and then hire him because i think mm -hmm. that he i think that he would have definitely um been in a, in a good position where he can lead them back to a promotion and and then the following year, he'll be there for the Premier League and um, and, and be able to go from there. But uh, you know, hopefully uh, things things work out for him. And you know, one thing on what's one, up? Yeah, one thing I want to say about Leeds real quick, and specifically like the thing, the reports about Bielsa maybe clashing. Like that's the that's like I get uh you know Bielsa's style is attractive, and like you know there are certain players that he improves, but. And that same token, you have players like a Calvin Phillips, right, who was one of the best midfielders in the league last year, right, played for England at the Euros and then has barely played this season because of the style, right? And so he's it kind of – I feel like his style is a bit unsustainable in that sense. Like it's kind of uh, turning through players. And so, uh, you know, I hope um, – 
yeah, you know, like I, I do hope that uh, J- Jesse Mars gets a bit of grace in that sense, or you know, it it would be fair, I think. Um, but you know, we we'll just we we'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. Like it's it's an uphill battle, but you know, hopefully, if they buy into him, you know, it's it's at least doable. I just know that that defense needs work. But um, but yeah, um, y'all had a interesting weekend. The um, the Blues had a yeah, that was a lot going on. Uh, y'all had the uh, the league final on on uh, on Sunday, the league cup final. I guess Liverpool on Sunday, okay. and um, you know, Carabao. It's, it's still a league cup. Like I don't have to, I don't have time. For I don't have time for all these sponsors, but uh, if, if, they, right. if they if they paying us, we got to talk. But um, but yeah, like uh, I think between the the goals that were called back and then uh, <clears throat> the bright idea to the the sub out Mendy uh, in before the PK shootout. I mean, this guy just literally had a PK shootout in the African Cup final and won. And you say, you know what? Let's put in Kepler. Let's let's uh, let's do this. Let's and because I, I, I mean, granted, y'all had y'all, y'all did do the same thing for the Super Cup um, back at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it worked. And it happened to work out then. And but, I think um, uh, Kepa had been in a couple shootouts in earlier rounds or something like that as well. Yeah. So I think that I think that was part of it. Um, yeah, it's not right. Like the whole subbing a keeper thing, uh, for the penalty shootout is not necessarily my favorite. Um, I kind of get, I think, um, um, Andre, uh, Carla put it best that, you know, managers are control freaks, which, you know, which is why they do moves like that. And Tuchel, especially like two Tommy tactics is his nickname. You know what I mean? So like, I get it. I wasn't surprised. I was in a moment like I was hyped for it. It's like, okay, cool. Like you've shown at least so far this season that this is maybe a skill set of yours. But then the shootout comes and I thought that he had no composure. He kept diving early. Like they Mm. just kept guessing the wrong way and just kept like. And there were some of those penalties where it's like they weren't in the corner. So if like if you had waited an extra second and then just reacted to the penalty, it could have been the save. There was one, uh, I think, when he was versus Van Dyke, where he actually shifted towards the corner uh, that the penalty was going to, and then dove at it and somehow didn't get a hand on it. And then, like, Kanate, Liverpool's last outfield player, took a terrible penalty. Like, if you're supposed to be this penalty specialist and you get a hand on it, that's got to be staying out. Like he just is. Mm-hmm. It, it was flat out zero out of ten. Like I don't even want to talk about the the field goal. Like it would have been. <laughs> it was a solid three points, but it, you know didn't do us shit in the final. Okay, then what what about the 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 Virgil stare? Because like what what was Kepa thinking? Because like he said like I'm going to go all the way over here to the left. Because that's and... where Virgil is. He studied him, man. Like he's like, okay, cool. I at least will peg my defenders. My my opposing defenders on their favorite sides, mm-hmm. and now it will be real petty. I think either way, Virgil Van Dyke had the opportunity to be real petty because he could have obviously he 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 still went left, 
despite all that. But like, what if you say, I'm gonna just go ahead and shoot right, and you have and you have no chance of getting it because you're all the way over here on the satellite. That would have been even funnier. But yeah, what, that, what was that, Petty was sticking his tongue out through his lip while he walked away and stared away, stared like stared at him for five seconds, walking backwards. Oh yeah. man, like yeah. like he like he was offended by that. Like oh like you like this is what you doing? Like this is what this is how we're doing it? Like oh yeah, oh yeah, get this chair. And because I don't think people realize like how close the spot is from from the net, like it's it's like not even eight feet. Like it's like I think it's like maybe like six feet. Like you really, like, if you have a good enough uh, shot behind, uh, a good enough foot behind behind your shot, like there's really the mathematics behind that do not serve in your favor to to save that and. Mm-hmm. And that's even with Keppa being over on that side and and, and Virgin Van Dyke just knocked the absolute shit out of that and said, I dare you to, to stop this. And yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> right. Now, I will say, like, it's easy, of course, to pile on Keppa, but Mount missed a couple sitters, dog. Like, Mount missed I'm, a couple chances that he normally makes. I mean... I I didn't get a chance to like watch a whole lot of it. I, I, I caught a uh I, I like the second half primarily on Sirius on the way to the the home team game on Sunday. But yeah, I mean like all those those goals that got called back, Lukaku, I think it was uh, Mount, of course on Liverpool, I got had a couple um called back. Like yeah, like is is this could have easily been a a, a a barn burner, but because yeah, it's like up oh, offside. Boop. You know he's inter- he's interfering with with the with the defender. This, this goal's not allowed. I'm like that's the kind of thing. It's like yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that just drives up the wall. But yeah, you know. But uh, that's a yeah. that seems to be a new rule or a new wrinkle. Like the whole you know player who's offside who's impeding with the play. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've seen that in a Chelsea game previously this season, but I, before the season I hadn't seen that. So that's you know another one of those unintended uh, knock-on effects of VAR, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's unfortunate, but yeah, don't like I said, you have literally the, the best keeper in the world. You know. The, yeah. The, like, like can, can we just recognize that? Like, if yeah. he's there and he's and he's cooking, let that man cook. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um. I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up in in a great amount of detail just because, you know, it's not like Ukraine is is necessarily for the culture, but right. I think I think things have become so overwhelming and just the overall impact of the game that we really couldn't avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, and, and over over the past week, we've uh, seen. Um, Russia uh, invade invade Ukraine for reasons I, I still don't understand. That. Like I know they claim like denazification of Ukraine and and for obviously for national security and all that and all that. But obviously you're you're talking about a, a nation that has um, that has invaded another country with with uh, without any any bit of conflict and the effects on on the game have been it took a couple of days but it's definitely been swift and and uh and huge uh you've seen um uh all rush 
the Russian national teams are basically out of the World Cup playoffs, so I'm not sure like how it's going to affect the uh, the remaining teams and like who who qualifies um, for for Qatar. Um, all the remaining uh, Russian clubs that are in European competitions, they're all out. Um, so basically, like if you're in Russian football, you're 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 out. And yeah, we've also seen you know numerous protests, tributes. Um, obviously, you have Ukrainian players that are that are scattered all, all over all over Europe. And um, you've seen coaches that have st- stepped down from their jobs in, in Russia out of protest to this. And then to kind of um, throw things into a really big loop, uh, the owner of Chelsea FC, Roman Abramovich, a noted Putin confidant, supporter, homie, uh, all that has said, you know what? I'm gonna step aside and yeah. and uh and hand control of Chelsea over to Chelsea's charitable foundation. Um what exactly does that mean? Oh, you literally out this? Because I have no idea. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the board of trustees, so yeah. Um, the people is made up of Marina, uh, Bruce Buck, the chairman. Um mm-hmm. And then the board of trustees, uh, along with the charitable group, uh, there's a couple other people that are on that board, including uh, one of the more notable ones from the women's side, uh, Emma Hayes, the manager right. of the, that's, that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically the trust fund for Chelsea. Um, so like it could be just basically, you know, everyone who's a part of that. So if you're if you had the opportunity to do so, then apparently you could have a say, but they've refuted that the they haven't agreed to take over so right basically the ownership into this very weird purgatory I guess <laughs> I um so right now it the the issue is it's like it's not even like like you say at least from everything that i've known from roman abramovich uh yes he does know putin but he's not like you know like rubbing shoulders with him and elbows all the time i don't know i've heard i've heard different like 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 he's in he's 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 in the circle he's in the circle he's in the circle of trust yeah they they know they know each other they both got rich off in the same era um Mm -hmm. the way he got wealthy isn't isn't a great story um, if you want to like tr- drag him through the mud, but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, like, I feel like he's become a better person, more in touch with his humanity, and the track record is there. If you mm-hmm. need or want to go look that up, uh, I'm not going to sit here and like just defend somebody, but like go and do the you know the research, go look and see what he's done and the person that he is, because mm-hmm. you know like even in America, he's like hooked up with Robert Kraft for like. To, yeah, to he, to like yeah. Jewish organizations and things yeah like he's that. had connections here as well yeah definitely so, um mm-hmm. I, I think the global picture is bigger and it's for him he's looking at it from uh, a business aspect he's got like 1.2 billion dollars wrapped up in chelsea uh, mm-hmm. in the last like decade or so um, mm-hmm. but even more so there the reports are that he actually was trying to broker a peace deal and use his position to do so the fact that he's yeah I, 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 I have heard about that 
Um, yeah. Now, we don't know. We can sit here and speculate from, you know, 13 hours behind. <laughs> but we really don't know. Like, those dudes got so much money. We're not going to be on that level. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to have to wait for the news to come. But I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why he would need to sell the club. But to me, that there's a there's got to be a derivative somewhere with that. That's my take on it. Uh. Before I get into it, like, what are your thoughts, Mark? Yeah, so <clears throat> and so, just going through it uh, chronologically, right? Of course, the uh, statement comes out from Chelsea, uh, I guess, via Roman that uh, there's going to be this, like, this. I forget what the term it was used, but it was like basically trying to like sort of change the face of of it, right? Um, I think it was also uh, a poor oversight to not actually mention um, specifically the civilians that were, you know, at that point already fleeing and fearing for their lives. Uh, So I think that was a poor look for everyone involved. And then um, also it didn't really fly. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, they tried to do the whole, uh, yeah, like we'll just put it in the hands of the trustees, the trustees, uh, as TK has alluded to, have actually pushed back on that and said, well, wait a minute what does this actually entail, right? Like, does this hold up legally? Um, And so, yeah, it does seem like, uh, at least from a leadership standpoint, Chelsea is in a tiny bit of flux. Um, I actually have a tweet up from Miguel Delaney uh, from about uh, two and a half hours ago, Mm -hmm. or about three and a half hours ago, Mm -hmm. uh, from Swiss billionaire Hans-Jörg Wiss. Uh, He meaning Abramovich wants to get rid of Chelsea quickly. I and three other people received an offer on Tuesday to buy Chelsea from Abramovich. Now, of course we don't, you know, that's just that dude's word. Uh, he could be making that up. Um, but it, he doesn't, I don't, you know, doesn't seem like a whole lot of incentive to necessarily put that news out there. Right. Especially if you're actually interested in doing that sort of transaction. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it does. What's interesting too. I think uh, Roman has been, uh, at least since he's owned Chelsea, uh, sort of one of the more quiet owners, right? Like you don't right. get much from him, even in terms of statements, um, right. in terms of, in term, or really anything in the media. Uh, but he's probably one of the more visible, like Russian oligarch, baron, super oh, rich. Sure. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Like which, and so like there's just there's there those dudes are like there in europe their money is wrapped up across europe right like um that was remember that was one of the things i was kind of reading about is like how much like russian money there is in london specifically uh mm-hmm. and then you have the companies like uh gazprom i think it is or whatever and yeah. so like europe is like deep the whole league yeah like europe is, i mean sorry russia is uh you know deep in the weeds of europe and so it just it makes that's what it makes these uh geopolitical uh issues all the more interesting so um yeah. i think i can kind of see why i i do wonder like the thing i keep wondering in terms of specifically chelsea is like what would roman be willing to do like when push comes to shove like if he has to choose to like save the club or save himself uh what you know what would he prioritize let's I'll put it that way you know what i mean so because i That's think because uh, you know question. Yeah, because like the club is like healthy right now, right? It's mm-hmm. solvent. 
Um, But at the same time, like technically, Roman has loaned about $1.5 billion over the years, right? That's the money he's helped pump into Chelsea to help them, you know, with their transfer windows and so on. And so um, Mm. I think that so I can I can kind of understand why, like a sale as soon as possible is the best thing for everyone involved. Right. Because then like Chelsea, the club itself doesn't really get touched too much. Um, mm-hmm. And then Roman can probably just go his way and you know handle his stuff. So, but that's right. how that's how I see it. I mean, I think that obviously with with this conflict, we're going into the first week of the week of things. So things are still very early as far as like how long this might last, and you know, like how how deep Russia might go as far as trying to. Uh, ultimately, try to take over Ukraine, and I, given the given the the politics of, of of Russia, like you haven't really seen too many Russians that are based outside of, outside of the country, you know, speak against uh, Putin, speak against Russia, even though they might have their own personal um, feelings. You know, obviously, they, they know. The type of reach that Putin has, and how they could it could possibly affect their family um, back home. So it, it's definitely a lot of com- uh, complicated uh, politics and and personal feelings that that goes on there. Because of course you have people here, like especially like in the um, NHL, you have a lot of Russian players that are um, that are caught up caught up in this. So you. Uh, those that might want to take a stand, they're like, "Hey, I, I gotta think twice," because they they know they know how Putin gets down. So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I might have to have, have to keep this hush. But yeah, like, obviously, there's been so many um, signs of protests. You mentioned um, a moment ago, uh, Gazprom, who's tied in with uh, UEFA. They lost their own. They their sponsorship got dropped. Uh, Schalke in Germany. Um, they've been longtime sponsor, shirt sponsor with Schalke. Uh, they got dropped. Uh, you, you've seen so many instances where it's like, yeah, anything tied to Russia is like, yeah, we, we, we ain't, we ain't rolling too tough with that. You know, Apple, uh, I, I even got an email earlier from Printify who does our shirts. And I'm like, nah, they said, nah, anything Russia, we ain't doing it. We're, we're pro Ukraine. You've seen the tributes uh, during games. And uh, even even here with the um, with the home team uh, before the game, they uh, they made uh, note of um, you know their stance um, with everything that's going on. So obviously, there's, there's a whole lot of reach uh, to that. Um, I'm not sure. I think the longer this goes, the the more likely it's uh, it happens that um, that Abramovich has to sell the team because like he's his money is in, in Russia, so. You're right. I, I, I agree. It's gonna I, be if we sanction the fuck out of that, or the UN sanctions the fuck out of Russia. I mean, this is a, a at the end of the day, it's bottom line. Like this is simple finances, I, I think. And I don't know why I didn't say this in my rant, but I guess what you said kind of enlightened me. So thank you, Gregor. But you're right. Most of his assets are in Russia. If they close off Russia, he can't make money. So you pull it from where you can. You go to your piggy bank. That happens to be Chelsea. I mean, the, the lucky thing for Chelsea is that 
from the point when he when he bought the team in 2003 to now, obviously the profile as Chelsea has has skyrocketed. So yeah. there'll definitely be demand um, out on the open market for Chelsea, um, you know, in large part to him. But um, but yeah, I, I just give give it his place in Russia. I you know I, I don't see him leaving that. And obviously you're talking about someone who's knee deep in the oil business in, in Russia. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with my money. So like I, I I understand that principle, but at the same time it's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta draw the line and and um decide where you want to stand. Like it's like it was like I, I I remember like watching the beginning of the Carabao Cup final and the stadium's making their announcement about Ukraine and you're like like the one of the teams is literally owned by a Russian. It's like that just that just like mad awkward. <laughs> but um, yeah. But um. But yeah. I mean, obviously, our our thoughts are with um everyone in Ukraine, and you know everyone that that's 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 dealing with invasion, war everywhere because it's not just Ukraine. Like, mm-hmm. please understand that, please, because yes, it's not just no matter what. The the media tries to tell you it's not just Ukraine. You know, there's plenty of countries in Africa. There's plenty of countries in Asia that are, that are dealing with this same thing right now. You know, get, give your love to everybody because mm. yeah, you know, it's it's not just one. And I like Everton. that. That's what's up. Everton. No one's talking about them. Yeah, yeah, and you know just. This, it, it, the way that this war has been covered just in, just in one week, I'm like, it's definitely opened my eyes as far as like who the media decides to give their attention to and love yeah. to and focus to. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. But you know, we we didn't want to be completely ignorant and just and act like we don't see what's going on. But um, right. yeah, just know that yeah, there's there's more than just. Uh, Ukraine going on that that definitely needs the positive thoughts, the 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 the, the warm wishes, and just you know hope that every, like hopefully this all gets resolved as quickly as possible because and like you've seen like the people who are notable people in Ukraine have stepped up. Uh, I didn't realize Vitaly Klitschko was like the mayor of of Kiev and his brother uh, Vladimir. Apparently, their 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 president is a former comedian, which is just kind of just wild to me. But like he's he's, he's stepping up, yeah. UFC fighters that are that are step that are stepping up, like like you know, Ukraine's ready. They 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 about that life clearly. So, also just uh, real quick, I I don't know how we forgot to mention. Oh no, we we kind of mentioned it, but like how yeah, like Zelensky, the president right of mm-hmm. Ukraine, actually apparently requested Roman to be part of the uh negotiations and so mm-hmm. it's just there's it's a lot of layers to it um you know of course like my main concern are civilians you know like people who just trying to uh live their life you know raise their kids and so on and you know didn't ask for this conflict of course nobody deserves this but it's um yeah it's it's complicated for sure absolutely um so again Hopefully, all, all this gets resolved sooner rather than later. Maybe this is something that Roman um, can, can help with and and bring to a, a peaceful conclusion as sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, just uh, hope every uh, hope is 
hope the damage is as limited as possible um, uh, out there. Um, there's no really, uh, no real easy transition here. Um, but yeah, just, uh, uh, of course, with the um, MLSEs are start, um, start up, uh, new kits are out, which means new new hotness with ftcutd.myshopify.com. Man, listen. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, some, I got some good shit cooking. Like um, we, 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 we got the heat press going. This is it's burning hot, and yeah, like. Gregor, go turn um, off the heat press, man. Why'd you leave it off? <laughs> <laughs> go turn off the heat. Go. We will, we will cover you, bro. Go. Nah, it's, nah, I, 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 it's, it's good for right for right now, but yeah, like we we've been um we've been steady uh with with orders and and. Yeah, we're we're I'm I'm over here cooking up um uh new stuff uh for for the for the culture. So yeah, make sure if you, you once you pick up your new jerseys, make sure you hit us up at ftcutd.com. I might have to do a a sale for this week, you know, just to kind of in, in in honor of our trip to Charlotte. You know, like let me let me let me steal one out. Like once once I have it figured out, I'm gonna post this on. On the Instagram, on the Twitter, I might even post it on on the TikTok. Uh, you, you never know. Ooh, but, uh, I know, right? I think it's National Women's Month or something. I mean, it I, is. I, I, I don't want to, you know, like, like you know, maybe we could. It is. It, it is. It definitely is. So yeah. Um, it NWM code or I, I don't know, Gregor. We we will figure it, figure it out, and yeah, once once we get that, we'll get it out to you. Uh, so yeah, make sure that you stick with us on. On the socials, and like I said, I'm, I'm the next couple of days. I'm getting this episode ready. I'm getting our our stuff ready for for um, for Charlotte. So um, yeah, once I have that, I'll uh, I'll have it for you guys. You'll probably get that before you even see this before you even hear this episode. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, make sure to get it out to you. Um, of course, you can still make sure to get your shirts. Make sure to get your hats. Make sure you get this this culture of club mug because yeah, this, oh. uh, the the, the, the the, the good stuff is in here, and uh, uh well, uh, I, I, I think I have one for you, Mark. Uh, I, I, I think that was the UTK that suggested we get a cup a mug for um, we Mark last year. Popped up the funds, um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you the real story. So, Mark, we're, we're not lying to you. I, okay. I bought a hat on the website, it took my real money. But we're just gonna just cover that mug with that mug. <laughs> that was just for you, Mary. But it's uh, appreciated. <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, make sure you uh, get get the jerseys uh, laced up. Matter of fact, um, one of our guests for uh, for next week, uh, Justin Lee, we call him Pancake here in the Puerto Circles. Uh, he'll be on next week. Matter of fact, we got a name set um, uh, coming his way that um, I actually will be bringing to him for. Uh, this weekend's game, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. We post that on the socials, but uh, but yeah, uh, again, just make sure, like I said, the the heat is real this year. Like matter of fact, I'm already working on next year's heat, so mm. it, it's, it, it's 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 um it's it's that hot right now. But um, let's uh hop up here and uh, these uh two up and two down, and um yeah, we'll go ahead and start with Mark, like right there, boom. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, so I'll do uh, two up and one down. I think so. Uh, in terms of the up, um, I think just hanging out with uh, Charlotte fans. Um, you know that new team energy that you know real 
organic energy. Uh, it was just good to be around it. And I love, uh, you know, new fan bases, new uh, communities coming into the league. Uh, I'm super excited about Charlotte. Um, you know, I think they're doing a lot of things right. Uh, I'm excited to be there this weekend, uh, you know, really see a full stadium, of reportedly 75K. Uh, Hello. That- that would have break the record. And, you know, so I always brag that, like, the top 10 uh, attendance record of MLS is all at Lee United. Now there's going to be one team spoiling it. Whatever. That's fine. But um, And uh, to add to that, kind of my second up. Um, so, of course, you know, I went to – I was in D.C. I saw um, – you know, I was hanging out with DC and Charlotte fans afterwards, and uh, one Charlotte fan in particular was kind of talking about uh, how nice it was to be welcomed by DC fans, and how uh, you know there is that camaraderie, even though with you know they're rivals. And then mm-hmm. uh, for the Cup final, I was at Fado's Buckhead, who uh, of course is the meeting place for the uh, Atlanta Blues and uh, Liverpool's uh, local supporter club as well. And mm-hmm. so for that final, you know, both sets of fans were in there. Of course, they're separated, but uh, it was a live atmosphere and it was cool. You know, it was, it was no problems whatsoever. It was just a really fun atmosphere. And again, talking to a guy afterwards who uh, was familiar with England and kind of talking about how you couldn't pull that off in England. Like it would be literal mm-hmm. fights, right? Like you can't even wear your colors on certain days and that sort of thing. It's like, and so I think that's something that, um, I think that as Amer- as soccer in America continues to grow, we have to uh, establish our own culture, right? Like make it unique. And that's one thing that I do love about American uh, soccer culture that I think is unique is uh, the ability to look past, uh, like not just be not as tribal, right? Like look past the fact that you root for a different team. Cause that's, at the end of the day, we all love the sport, you know, like, and we should, uh, we should be able to come together in that because, uh, truthfully, there were more important conversations to be had beyond the sport itself, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was really it was really cool to see like two different examples of that. Um, and then my one down, um, of course, you know, we've talked we talked a bit about the conflict, um, just the reports that black people in Ukraine have to wait uh, or, you know, have are sent back or basically still still being treated like second-class citizens. And it just blows my mm-hmm. mind that, like, you can be on the run, right, fearing for your life in the middle of a war, and still, like, you still have time to, like, uh, hold up the hierarchy. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's so heartbreaking. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting there because, like, you have a lot of um, Black immigrants, uh, Black expats, um, uh, athletes that are uh, based in um, Ukraine and they're trying to get out and you have some countries that are like, you know, we'll take, you know, the 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 refugees that, that look like us. And okay. but then they will be like, you know what, you black? I don't know about that. Like we gotta we gotta uh are you really Ukrainian? You know that's yeah. Like- mm-hmm. Yeah and like that's that's the um the unfortunate part but again that's kind of par for the course for a lot of places in Europe, but um, but yeah, continue. No, yeah, and the, like that's par for the course, I think, for the global black experience. Unfortunately, right? You know, it's uh, yeah. You know, so it's just uh, yeah. I just wanted to you know make sure like 
because uh, like you were saying, you know, the media picks and chooses or uh, some topics just don't get as much attention as others. And so, like, uh, again, want to stress that, like, the civilians of Ukraine, like, uh, my support is fully with them. But um, all of the civilians of Ukraine, right? Like, not just the one to, quote unquote, look Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That like I said, the coverage has just been very telling, and you know, obviously we we've we deal with people coming there from other countries all the time, all the time, and it's, and you know, it's it's just interesting, like when you have a certain certain shades that that get that get accepted more freely than than those that that look that look like us, and um, yeah, so. Um, I wish I could say it's a surprise, but unfortunately, it's it's not. But um, but yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, Mark, TK, what you got, man? This uh, will follow suit with uh, two oh. ups and one down. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this past week has been a little bit of a roller coaster for me. Um, found out I think last Thursday that I was um, I personally but um, my family me and my, my significant other Katie will be welcoming another child dual thundercats is on the way oh. baby, baby number two is on the way and then the second up is going to be um, following Thursday after finding out that I was pregnant or we are pregnant um, I found out that I would be potentially in line for um, a promotion so Sure, get that bag, baby. Okay. Get that bag. <laughs> the the timing is ridiculous, but um, you know, divinity, as they say. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was kind of cool. Um, so we'll we'll see how I can craft things and improve my family and do all the things. So it'd be nice to see how twenty twenty two turns out. Uh, October birthday for the due date. Late October is what we're looking at. Oh yeah, the October Scorpios, baby. Uh, it could, could be a. Was it, was it, I thought it was a Libra, right? Libra is the first half of uh, of September. Scorpio is back, and that's 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 that's, that's me. That's okay. that's my zone. Okay. okay. Um, and then uh, my down is um, uh, I lost uh, my mentor on the Tuesday in between those. The Thursday, this past Thursday, and the previous Thursday. Um, that Tuesday was also my father's birthday, so um, mm. it was pretty intense to kind of try to actually like digest and process. Um, because the mentor that passed away uh, is like a father to me, like second father to me, um, is my high school band director. His name is Charles E. Todd II. And uh, I just, you know, want to want to honor his memory to the best of my ability. Um, he was a brilliant man, he was a really brilliant man. Um, so uh, that's just something I'm, I'm, you know, 
grieving continuously at the moment. And um, yeah, that, that's my down for the week, you know. Um, yeah. Rest restricted him and his family. Uh, I, I can only imagine, you know, mentor, mentors are hard to come by sometimes. So when you have that that one person that makes a tiny impact on your life, that you know, gotta make sure you uh, you pay tribute to those guys. So um, yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, I might have a a, a few extras here because I, I I did want to kind of catch up on some things that happened last week, and um, just to kind of recap on a couple things. Um, first up is uh, shout out to one Knoxville. Uh, uh myself as well as uh l uh, from two cents uh we were up in knoxville past uh week uh for a round table with uh leaders of the knoxville soccer community and i uh, probably saw that on the two cents uh, social media and uh, as well as the uh knox one knox social media i had a chance to chop it up with them you know talk about just the the buzz growing with uh, with one Knoxville as they uh, started up their first season, uh, starting in, in May, and uh, had a had a really dope conversation with players. Um, one of the uh, youth players in the community, he uh, plays for uh, Austin East, who won the state championship last year. Um, we had uh, some local youth coaches. Um, we had a uh, uh, coach uh, John Medellin, who was um, on the show back in October, uh, and uh, you know, so shout to him, shout to uh, Sam Weisbrod with One Knox for um, for inviting us to come up. Um, you know, I'm glad that they thought of us as far as um, being part of this conversation. You know, hopefully, you know, um, you know we're, we're able to to give some nuggets to help them uh, as they start their first year. And just you know, it, it sounds like the the buzz has been really positive. Um, going into this first season. So hopefully um, uh, things go up, go up with them. If you haven't done so already, uh, make sure that you uh, follow them at, uh, I think it's One Knox FC, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I'll correct it on, on the socials. But um, but yeah, shout out to them for that. Um, so catching up from the past few weeks, uh, U.S. Women's National Team, equal pay is happening, finally. They uh, finally came to a settlement um, uh, last week. And uh, uh, pending the agreement of the CBA, uh, yeah, we'll finally have equal pay on both the men's and women's side. This is something that's been cooking for over two decades now, basically. So shout out to the women who were part of this lawsuit here. And shout out to women like Kim Crabb, women like Stacey Wilson, women like uh, Brianna Scurry, you know, people who have paved the way um to lead us to what to where we are now and um you know like this is a long time coming and of course give the success of the women's national team this is beyond undeserved there's even i, I would even argue that they really should be, pay, be paid more than men but um but yeah but at least we're at a point where the pay is equal on on both sides so yeah definitely congratulations to all all current women's national team players, past women's national team players, and future. And, and of course, you know, uh, if y'all paying attention to uh, the She Believes Cup, uh, that's winning that, and you know the players that are coming up, it's going to be real lucrative pretty uh, pretty soon. So, you know, shout out to the the women for that. Um, 
And also on that note, they actually just announced today, uh, U.S. Soccer has announced an, uh, a new uh, TV deal with Turner Media, which includes TNT, TBS, HBO Max. Um, kind of surprised that they, that they did this, uh, that they went with Turner, I'm like, especially given how Turner kind of fell flat with the uh, UEFA Champions League deal and Europa League deal a couple of years ago. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that U.S. Soccer uh, uh, went this route. But, um, you know, uh, so obviously with them splitting off from MLS as far as media rights, um, they decided to go in, the, in their own direction. So this is going for the next eight years. So we, we're going to get have to get used to this for a, a good little while. Um, uh, aside from that, uh, oh, and also uh, bless up to um, to Weston McKinney because he uh, he uh, broke his foot last week uh, during Champions League action, so he'll be out for the qual- for the qualifications, um, uh, the final round of qualifications um, at the end of this month. And uh, obviously, he's been a a he's a core member of what we what we've been rocking with for a while now. So replacing him will be easy, but I do think that we have the depth to where we can we should still be able to to lock a qualification, but obviously not have him there only makes it that much harder. So we gotta make sure we come correct um, at the end of the month. And um and then last but not least, um shout out to um the homie um Bim Joyner who uh one of the co founders of Atlanta loses everything. He um he had um he was honored at the recent uh, Atlanta Hawks for HBCU night. Um, you know, just wanted to give a shout out to him and um and the fam at uh, AIE. And uh, you know, he's been he like he rocks for Atlanta so hard. And I think that, you know, if if you haven't already like ca- caught up with um with that brand, you know, just beyond just the clothing. Of course, I'm wearing the Jovita Moore tribute uh, hoodie. Um, yeah, like that's uh like he, like he's doing good things, and like hopefully, uh, you started to get involved on the soccer tip as well. So a lot of big things are are cooking uh, with him, um, and uh, so as we as we go forward into the next few years especially leading up to the next world cup that's a name i think here that you're going to be hearing a lot more of so a shout out to um them for that but um uh, and of course uh, once again uh you know just love and thoughts to the people in ukraine and also everyone else everyone else that's affected by war right now because yeah war is war is stupid you know it's it's fought by people who aren't making the decisions so you know, just everyone is on the ground, you know, hopefully you get home safe to your family and you're able to just hug your loved ones. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really all, all I got here. Um, you know, thank you guys for checking another episode. We will be back uh, next week with, with more hot fire, with, with more sauce. Um, as always, uh, we'll be active on the social. You can find us on social media. FTC. UTD. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, FTC UTD Pod on 
on TikTok. Uh, of course, you can follow the Red uh, the Culture Burst. You can find Shea Butter FC at SBFC underscore podcast on, on Twitter and Instagram. Two Cents FC on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, can I Kick It on Facebook and Instagram. Are we missing anything else? Um, uh, shout out to um, Ryan, who just had a new blog that came out today. Uh, shout out to uh, Loose Change. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, check out the Short Corners um, series from um, Two Cents. Uh, L and uh, and Amobi have been, um, you know, they got they got some sharp takes. Remember, they got one on Georgino that I think y'all might, might find very interesting. So uh, yeah, make sure that y'all y'all check that out. Um, but yeah, like you know, again next week uh, we're week two of, of MLS. Uh, we have um, are there any other Champions League games that come up before the, before the international break? Um, that's a good question. I think um, the next set of Champions League games are in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, we 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 we'll, we'll definitely have uh, plenty to talk about. But yeah, um, until that time, yeah, for Rego, for Mark, for TK, for Coach, for Mayor, for Ty, for Sky, for Sky, for Sills, for L, for Moby, for the whole team. The coach is real. Coach is everywhere. Be careful with, with with taking off these masks. Be careful with that because the the the, the Omarion ain't dead just yet. Delta ain't dead just yet. Just you know, just be easy. Protect yourself. Y'all y'all, y'all be cool out there. We see y'all soon. There we go. F T C U T D.